Episode 200, episode 200 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, my pal, Quincy. Hey, everybody. 200 in. Can't believe it. Um, we're going to be here as long as Xfinity allows us to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> as long as there's Zoom. No, no, no. Because I texted you earlier. I was like, podcast at three. And when you text me back, you're like, yeah, that works. As soon as you text me, that's when our internet went out. <laughs> oh, no. And it just came back like maybe 10 minutes before I sent you the Zoom invite. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's been – it was doing that. It did that during a pod – or at the end of a podcast a couple of weeks ago. And then the internet's been fine, and now it's been patchy. So, uh, like I said, we're here as long as Xfinity doesn't screw us over. <laughs> Yeah, man. But we were um, before we hit the old record button. Anthony was over there jamming to some old school. I think what was that, man? So this morning I went to a uh, record convention mm-hmm. um, at the GSH Event Center. Mm-hmm. It's like way out down Belfort, like West Belfort or something like that. For uh, you people in Houston that know that area, I guess. <laughs> but uh, um. Yeah, very far from my house, but uh, mm-hmm. worth worth the trip. Uh, so with with my buddy or our buddy Robert, um, and he picked up at one of the booths at one of the one of the you know there's multiple vendors, everybody's selling records and tapes and CDs all that kind of stuff. He found this record, and um, he just sent me a clip of it. Uh, you know, like just just before he started recording, and then I told him you got to send me a picture of the of the record because I don't remember the whole name. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, but it is amazing. It's called Akeem, The Unbeatable Dream. It's written and performed by Curtin Bad. Uh, portions of proceeds benefit the Lupus Foundation. Lyrics in bold are performed by Akeem, The Dream, Olajuwon. So this is from, gosh, 1987. It is an album. Uh, when I was a young lad. Yeah, about Akeem Olajuwon. Were you even alive in 1987? Just barely. Mm-hmm. That was like towards the end of the year. Yeah, this is unbelievable, man. He sent me a, a 30 second clip. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is 80s hip hop at its finest. Talking about the greatest Rockets have ever played to ever won the uniform. Akeem, Akeem, the dream, Olajuwon. Yeah. I wonder if we could actually get away with playing that on the podcast. If you think we can, I'll send you the, uh, I'll send you the, the clip he sent me. So we don't have to play it to the speakers <laughs> like I was doing. And, you know, I honestly, I was playing it out loud 
mm-hmm. not so you could hear it, but because I was gonna, I was trying to Shazam it. I have Shazam on my on my laptop, and so I was trying to Shazam it because I was like, "What is this?" And it didn't catch it because it doesn't, it didn't recognize this thirty-five year old record, <laughs> obscure thirty-five year old record, you know, unless you're from Houston. Um, and then I heard some, I could hear some of the lyrics, and I realized, mm-hmm. oh, that's that record Robert bought. And it's a clean copy. He bought it for 12 bucks, the price tag is on it. Like, man, might be the steal of the day, the buy of the day at, at the record convention. You know, that reminds me, you were talking about Shazam uh, a couple of podcasts ago. You know, we all have Shazam on our iPhones. Do we? Yeah, if you, um, uh, it, you know how you, you swipe down on the uh, right side and the screen and the control center comes up? Yeah. All right, go to your settings. Uh, let's see. Just my regular settings? On yes. my... Yeah, just go to settings. Okay. And then go to control center. And, then, sc- and then scroll down and you'll see music or recognition. Sound recognition? Yeah. Uh, music? I, oh, wow. Yeah, you add, yeah, just add it to your control center. Uh-huh. And then anytime you swipe down, all you gotta do is hit the Shazam icon, and it'll listen. Kidding? Yeah. <laughs> so this whole time I've had it, and I this whole space we've on my phone because apparently Apple bought Shazam a while ago. Oh my god! Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I just found out about that. Uh, I don't even. I can't remember who it was. It was one of those. You know, um, if you have Apple News, they'll send stories every once in a while, and I don't mm-hmm. remember who it was. It, like I got the the notification, and it was like, "Hey, if you ever want to see what song what it is, you can do that from your iPhone without having to download anything." Oh man, that's crazy! Yeah, I'm gonna add it to my controls on my screen because mm-hmm. there are there are many times where I'm driving and I'm listening mm-hmm. to the radio, and a song comes up, and I have to t- punch in my code on my phone to unlock my phone. Mm-hmm scroll over to the page where I have Shazam, open Shazam, press the Shazam button. And in that whole time, I'm risking life and limb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no more. All I got to do is pull down the control tab and, and hit it and hold it up to the music. And as soon as it, it um, recognizes it, it was, it was, it'll come with a uh, notification showing you what song it is. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. DQ with the life hack of the day. Yeah, well, thank you, whatever Apple News um, organization is. I'm mad. It wasn't Huffington Post. Who was it? Uh, The New Yorker? Nah, it's probably Mashable. I get all kinds, like, it's crazy. I get all kinds of notification on the Apple News app. And because I have, uh, I'm a subscriber to the Washington Post as well. Mm-hmm. I'll like get a notification from the Washington Post and then like 30 seconds later, I'll get the same notification from <laughs> the Washington, Washington Post uh, part of Apple News. Overkill. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. It's either that or you download Shazam while you have Shazam. Shazam. Nah, baby, them days over. We got around the phone already. Yeah. <laughs> So we're here to talk about a little baseball. 
and also uh, a little football because apparently the football season is about to start. Mm-hmm. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the biggest news in MLB or the biggest news in Houston baseball? Well, I want to start with also before we started recording, mm-hmm. DQ, our pal, DeQuincy, yes. jinxed the perfect game that was going on. In my defense, I did not jinx anything because that <laughs> hit, the hit happened before I even told you that the perfect game was going on. Okay. All right. We lo- I, I logged in. I opened up Zoom and DQ was like, hey, there's a perfect game going. And I said, oh, wow, who? And then he said it was Tampa. I said, oh, they're playing Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And then two seconds later, oh, no, no more perfect game. I was like, damn it, DQ. <laughs> Don't try to put that curse on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me. Damn. Uh, yeah, Tampa won four to one. So what was that your score? All right. Good for them. You try to you try to put that on me. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> terrible. Anyway, uh, we start with the Astros news or you wanted to start with the larger MLB news. I'll let you pick. Let's start with the MLB. All right. So it, uh, a couple of days ago, the news came down the feed. Fernando Tatis Jr. suspended for 80 games for Ooh. taking uh, a PED. So he's gonna miss the remainder of this season, all of the playoffs, and I believe 32 uh, games next season. Oh, wow. So that's right. They're in playoff attention. So the 80 games is included in the playoffs. No, once you hit the, once you get suspended, uh, once you get hit with a PED suspension, it doesn't matter how long your suspension is, you're out for the playoffs. So even oh, if, okay. if, if he had got busted like the first game of the season, he mm. would have still been ineligible for the playoffs. Really? Yeah. Wow, man, I'm not, I'm not mad at that at all, to be honest. Oh, but you didn't, you know that? I did I not think, know. That. I think that's a recent rule, the last like maybe five or six years. But yeah, if you get busted, for, if you get busted with PEDs, you're out for the season. It doesn't matter how long the suspension is. Mm-hmm. And I think I also saw that he may be also disqualified, disqualified from the um, World Baseball Classic as well. Man, that sounds right, too. Oh, I'm reading this article. Adrian Gonzalez from ESPN says, Tatis also isn't expected to be eligible to represent the Dominican Republic in next year's World Baseball Classic. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, shocking turn of events, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, what happened? What do we know? You... All we know is that he got busted uh, taking something he shouldn't have been taking. And he's missed he's missed most of the season already, right? Yeah, he he hasn't played at all this season because of a motorcycle accident that happened um, during the off season. He was just getting back into uh, playing rehab games. Damn. This is something else, man. Um, trying to find, trying to find out some more information about this mm-hmm. because I, I was shocked when you told me. I was like, man, you know, these guys are, you know, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with when he comes back. Adding Soto in the lineup and Josh Bell and man, now that that 
that um, the combination in the lineup or that lineup is not going to, it's not going to be seen until next season. Mm-hmm. Okay. It turns out that I inadvertently took a medication to, to treat ringworm that contained clostebol, Tati said. I should have used the resources available to me in order to ensure that no banned substances were in what I took. I failed to do so. I want to apologize to Peter, uh, team owner, uh, Seidler, AJ Preller, who's the general manager, the entire Padres organization, my teammates, Major League Baseball, and fans everywhere for my mistake. I have no excuses for my error, and I would never do anything to cheat or disrespect this game that I love, that, uh, this game I love. I've taken countless drug tests throughout my professional career, including on March 29th, 2022, all of which have returned negative results until this test. You know how old uh, cholesterol bowl is? No. The East Germans were using it. <laughs> That's how old a drug it is. He didn't even get any of the new shit. He went back to like <laughs> the grandpa of PEDs. What medication are, are you taking to treat ringworm? There is a med- there is a medication um, that starts with a C that uses to treat ringworms. And it's spelled similarly to this. Mm-hmm. And somebody on Twitter was like, oh, that's just someone from the PR department Googling it and, go- and getting the wrong um, answer. Right. <laughs> so, and by that logic, I mean, is he taking this stuff in hopes of treating his ringworm? The ringworm <laughs> isn't getting better. But all of a sudden he's, you know, crushing 300 foot, home, you know, 500 foot home runs, you know. He's getting, it's, you know. It's whatever lie will get you through the day. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, yeah, come on. Whatever would get you through this and make people believe it was an honest mistake and not you trying to take a drug in order to heal faster. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure if that actually helps him heal what was wrong with him. He broke his wrist, didn't he? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, because those old steroids, what they do is they make your your muscle grow bigger. But the problem with that is the tendons and the ligaments that connect your muscle to other parts of your body, they don't grow at the same size. That's why whenever you see athletes have these like ligament injuries out of nowhere, it's because their muscles are too big for the rest of their body. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how to help him in um, recovering uh, from a, uh, his motorcycle injury, but uh, it's just it's just stupid. It's it's incredibly stupid, considering this guy is looked at as being one of the future faces, if not already the face of MLB. Mm-hmm. You know, look, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, they are yesterday's tomatoes. To be honest, that's crazy to say. That all that means is we're getting old as hell. <laughs> Never thought I'd be saying that this soon, in, you know, in their careers. But thank you for making me think about my mortality right now. <laughs> but let's call it what it is. And they are yesterday's tomatoes. This game is all about. Tomato. That's a new one. <laughs> it's all about Tatis Jr., Shohei, Soto. Um, 
J-Rod from Seattle. Mm-hmm. And hell, I'll even say it, Jeremy Pena from the Astros. I'm going to let you hang out on that bridge by yourself, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Homer in me. Yeah, yeah definitely so. For sure. But um, it's, it's just never ceases to amaze me how careless athletes can be when it comes to something like this. Mm-hmm. They have access to the most incredible facilities uh, nutritionists, doctor, me- medical staff in the world. I mean, better than probably anybody in the world. And stuff like this still happens, you know, uh, uh, or they claim it still happens by accident. And I say that in air quotes, you know. And if it, you know, if he's lying through his teeth just to save face mm-hmm. and he, did it intentionally how stupid is that too when you're gonna get caught like it's gonna happen you know the 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 drugs and the you know administrative methods and things like that the masking agents all of that is is ahead of the game but slightly because Clearly, slightly, because these guys are still getting popped. They're still getting caught. Mm-hmm. You know, we think of steroid use as, oh, man, you know, well, good luck catching them because the everything is so advanced now. But it's like it clearly isn't because these guys are still getting caught, you know, eventually. And it'd be, look, for me, that contract is already an albatross for that organization. Oh, you want to talk is, about this it? Is, this is the I mean, this is where the debate is for me and you. All right. Because he signed right. a 14-year, $330 million contract. Right? Yes. Um, he's what? This would have been what the third year of the deal? Oh man, now you're gonna make me have to look that up. Give me a second. <laughs> right. Let's see. All right. I I opened up a web browser, mm-hmm. opened up to Google, and I still typed in G to go to Google. <laughs> Old habits just... die hard, huh? <laughs> they really do. Uh, this is the second year. Okay, second year of the deal. I'm still gonna. St- I'm still gonna stick with it because I've already gone this far with it, but with my feelings on the situation. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think. You know, we can by next year at least we'll be able to start the conversation that was this a, a is this already a bad contract for this team? Um, they gave him a lot of time and a lot of money very early in his career to lock him up for good, and now you're stuck with a guy that one can't stay on the field, two is caught up in all this, um, three the team is trying to improve still haven't haven't you know really put it all together looks like they were on the verge of something with with soto adding soto you know waiting for this kid to get back to the lineup machado's already there bell all that stuff um the pitching is finally starting to turn around a little bit but they're still way behind the dodgers 
Um, so whether they advance far this year it remains to be seen. But um, just the fact that this and, and he's a central figure in that development and that meshing of all these players, and he's not there. And I think I'll, I'll concede maybe it is early this year to talk about it, but if something if they don't make strides next year, then by 2024 we definitely have to consider the uh, um, we definitely have to consider calling the contract an albatross in, in my opinion I see that look you're ready uh, you're, just, you're frothing <laughs> arr, 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 here we go <laughs> all right so I understand everything you're saying about his injury history and you know he, him basically being a young a young kid and making dumb mistakes so yes sure. I, I can see that so I was going back I wanted to see how good uh, Fernando Tatis has been his career so he's played three years this would have mm-hmm. been his fourth year it's not going to happen so I looked at his three years from 2017. No, I'm sorry, 2000 from 2019 to 2021, right? Mm-hmm. And I went on fan graphs and I tried to, you know, look at his war and see where he is just in those three years. Mm-hmm. In those three years, he was the second best uh, on um, position player. Tied with Trey Turner and only behind Juan Soto. So, and this is based on war alone. Yeah. So this is a hitting defense, everything like that. Okay. So he was the second best player in those three years, and tied for you know the best shortstop in those three years. And so I was like, okay, so what is, what does the stats look like going into this year, you know, including this year, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just put everything from 2019 to 2022 and even playing no games this year. Where is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I I changed the um the format. I gotta go back. So <laughs> play no games this year. He is currently the 22nd best uh position player since 2017. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We got people behind him: Jose Altuve, uh, Trevor Story, Carlos Correa. George Springer, a lot of Astros, Jordan Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as far as shortstop, he's number six. And that's including this year as a lost year. The only players ahead of him, Trey Turner, Francisco Lindor, Xander Bogart, Marcus Simeon, Tim Anderson. So those only, even you, including this completely missed year, he's still a top six uh, shortstop. <laughs> At worst, he'll be like a top 10 shortstop for, for, uh, in four years with one missed year. So mm-hmm. I understand your 
concerns about him missing games and being immature but god damn the talent let's not forget this guy finished third in um mvp Bowden last year and for all the talk about all the games he's missed how many games do you think um tatis missed last year uh let's see he missed 32 games he missed 32 games that's it the year before, he only missed one game. That was the weird 60-game um, season. And his rookie year, he only played in 84 games because the Padres are keeping it down for service time manipulation. Right. Which, I mean, it's pointless at this time because uh, they just, they you know, gave him the contract. Like, Yeah, yeah they gave him Kendra. Mom yeah. say, when he's out there, when he's playing, he is elite. Mm-hmm. He's next year. He'll be 24 years old at a play at a high level at shortstop with uh, Manny um, Machado and Juan Soto surrounding him. Mm-hmm. Like he can come back next year and be the MVP or even put up numbers uh, similar to what he had last year. And let me tell you what he had last year in those 130 games. A 282 batting average, 42 home runs, 99 RBI, uh, 97 RBIs. Mm-hmm. 25 steals. Like elite of the elite. That's what I'm like. You can't you can't give up on him right now. I mean, he's made mistakes, and I'm sure the Padres ownership group and the Padres players will get on his ass and tell him the you know uh, ship up and get right but he's still way too talented to just toss to the side oh by no means i mean toss to the side but i feel like you know this the sports more now more than ever are uh win now kind of you know we're in a win now kind of mode Mm -hmm. you know san diego has gone through plenty of years trying to um, build a winner they've gone through a lot of downs more downs and ups in the last hell i mean what 20 years i feel like i don't know i i I can't even think like like when was the last time before this wave of tatis and machado signings and things like that like when did they when were they uh, relevant when Tony Gwynn, Gwynn Jr. was still playing. Right. So, yeah, no, there's no doubt that the talent is there. But when you're putting yourself in these situations, you know, like, how much longer will the talent, you know, matter at this point? If it's, if it's more headache. I mean, look, in sports, you know, we, we put up with a lot. Mm-hmm. Fans and owners alike. Um, well, that's like any job. If the more value you bring to your job, the more shit you can get away with. Sure. And Tatis brings a lot of value. Right. And he's, he's starting to pile on with the shit. And and I look, mean, you still got this. Was the last thing I want to say, as far as like contracts, you got two more years with him, Soto, and Machado all playing together. Mm-hmm. So there is time, and they just work. Yeah, they just re-signed. Um, uh, what's the name? The pitcher, 
Joe Musgrove. That's right. I mean, they're all in. If you're going to go all in, now's not the time to trade away your 23-year-old wonder shortstop. Like, no, want, I'm not even saying that. If you if you want to say that contract looks bad, like a couple of years down the road, that's fine. But right now, I, I don't. I can't imagine moving him or thinking anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I mean, I, I look at it not as it's time to let him go. It, it, I look at it as like, man, did we really lock him up for 14 years already? Like at age 23 and like early on in the, the early stages of this contract, he is not performing. Uh, he, he's not performing up to the contract because he signed the contract last year. So he had a great season last year, obviously, but then he's hasn't played at all this year. He's not going to play and he's not going to play to start the next season. And you, like you said, he's going to miss this year's playoffs, like their first shot at the playoffs. And, a while, or at least the you know, or at least another shot at the playoffs. If they, I don't know if they made the playoffs last year, and then the way he got hurt in the off season, like, sure, chalk it up to immaturity if you want. Um, Jeff Kent might beg to differ because he was what forty five when he broke his wrist on his motorcycle or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, oh, like. Man. <laughs> you know months after having a great season with the Astros you know um, yeah I mean you know he's just it seems like he's on the path of creating more headaches I just can't like get too mad at a 23 year old fucking up sure like this is a situation where you got to talk to him one-on-one explain to him what you're looking for as from him as a superstar player Mm -hmm. and let him know his duties from now on Mm -hmm. like that's what that's what needs to happen but this isn't where like you need to go and just um destroy your entire relationship with him yeah you can do some tough love right now but he just he he knows he has to do better the whole organization knows he has to do better i i mean even no players on his team there's no like oh well there's no one like really covering for him Mm -hmm. did you hear the interview they had with uh mike clevenger and manny machado no all right uh clevenger this is him quote very disappointed this is the second time we've been very disappointed in him you hope he grows up and learns from this and learns that it's about more than just him right now it would have been nice to have someone else but we don't have anyone else we got everyone we need right here end quote if you know anything about mike clevenger's um shall we say relationship with women that's funny talking about needing to grow up and learning from this he's involved in that too no he just had an affair with the woman with his um baby his girlfriend at the time that was i think two years ago maybe and then let's go manchado quote he hasn't been part of the team all year We've gotten to this po- to this point so far without him. We're waiting to get him back and hopefully be a spark plug for the team. 
And as if like we've gotten to this point without him, we hope he grows up. Yeah, his teammates aren't like like doing the cliche, like, oh man, it's so sad. We're, we're gonna miss him. Which it's more like, hey man, we expect you to come back here. We need you to get stop being on your shit and come back mm-hmm. and be a reliable member of the team. And yeah, that's what he needs. That's what teammates should do. Call them out. That's what the ownership and the GM and everything should call him out on his bullshit. Tell him that he needs to be a better teammate, a better person, a better player, all that. But I don't think anyone should be like, fuck this guy and this contract. I wish we had never gave it to him. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I feel like, and I'm not like, you know, you keep mentioning getting rid of him and stuff. I'm not saying that at all, but based off those two takes from Clevenger and Machado, it does seem like the players themselves are, you know, they're obviously not happy with the situation. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's, you know, if anybody's going to get through to a player, I don't think it's going to be management and a coach mm-hmm. and owner. I think it's going to be the guys that you share that locker room with that, you know, you know, that you grind it out day in, day, day in and day out. Yeah, I agree and with you 100%. It's going to take someone like a Machado, who is the most tenured of the superstars that they have, you know, and, you know, Clevenger, you said, has his issues. Machado certainly has his immaturity issues, you know, with, with his antics on the field and, and mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, nobody's perfect by any means, but uh, he's established enough, I think, where he could be that guy to pull him over, pull him, pull him aside and say, Hey man, you know, look, you're still part of this team, but you, you, you can't let this happen again. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of time left on your deal and I'm not going to be here for the entirety of it. And, you know, a lot of these guys aren't going to be here for the entirety of it. Most of these guys aren't going to be here <laughs> for the entirety of it. All of these guys are going to be here for the entirety of it. You need to get it together. So that way, the time that we do have as a team, we make the most of it. We go out there and, you know, win some titles, win some ball games, you know, whatever, you know. So at least they're not placating to him Mm -hmm. entirely, you know. I can respect that, you know, and that, that, that gives me hope for Tatis Jr. that, you know, he might read these quotes and, and look at it as a wake up call. Sell the motorcycle, toss the the syringe with the chloresta ball or whatever it's called, you know, and get back on the field. I think I think we just disagree about the con- the contract. Like, I just see this as a lost year and uh, a kid making mistakes. Like, I. I'm fine. I'm I'm not fine with what he did or anything, but like if you ask me would I re- redo the contract a oh, hundred times out of a hundred. Sure, that and that's fair. I mean that's fair enough. And I said this only this is year two out of 14. Mm-hmm. And year one was an MVP level year. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope for the best, man. Without a doubt. But uh, I was talking to Daniel after the news came down. We both were like, we had the same 
we were of the same mind like yeah this is basically gonna kill their chances in the in the playoffs oh without a doubt yeah. this year is is done they're already what 13 games back behind la and to not get that a lot of teams every team i think needs a little spark at the end to really get you going right mm-hmm. and he could have been that guy you said 13 is 16 and a half oh boy somehow the dodgers have 79 wins like i have no idea this is what happens when you live in the central time zone there's a team that keeps winning <laughs> on the west coast like that's I don't winning pay, while you're sleeping. Yeah, I paid no. They won like 12 games in a row, I think. Yeah, 12. Mm-hmm. I paid them no mind. Um, let's see. San Diego currently, as the time of this recording, they are two games up on Milwaukee for the last wild card. Man. That is a tough, that is a tough position to be mm-hmm. for that last wild card spot. I think those are only, let's see, Atlanta, Philadelphia, San Diego, and Milwaukee. They look like they're the only four teams that are in, condition, in contention for the wild card. San Francisco is seven games back, and every other team in the National League is double digit. Milwaukee keeps going back and forth with uh, St. Louis for the Central. That damn Cardinals devil magic is back. (laughs) Did it ever really go away? They had to sacrifice some virgins to bring it back. Clearly. You know, make it as strong as as it is because Arenado and um, what's their first name? Yeah, Goldsmith. Uh, MVP candidates of both of them. It's been mm-hmm. it's annoying to see this again. Who annoys <laughs> you more, the Dodgers or the Cardinals? Cardinals. All right. Cardinals. We've, feel had, like, we've had a history. We've had a longer history with them. Cardinals feel like a uh, fucking Jason. These motherfuckers just won't die. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Shit. <laughs> we're talking about them being out of the um, running for a World Series. Shit, they may not even make it into the playoffs. One There's wrong possibility. Yeah, we're on one wrong week and they're on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll worry about that later. Um, so let's talk about the Astros. The good old boys. They get Wait, less- before we get to that. Yeah. Before we get into it. Mm-hmm. You see when Minnesota was in LA? Speaking of the Dodgers, no, boy, they let Correa have it. They haven't let that go at all. I mean, they can be as mad as they want for as long as they want. It doesn't change anything. He's still. I mean, look. As much as I don't like him anymore because he's not with the team, I mean, he's still he's still a champ, and they, you know, they couldn't beat him that year. So, mm-hmm. but they better never sign him. That's for sure. 
They better worry about getting uh, Kershaw back. Worry about that. Man, I mean, is it? It's the most uh, not wonderful, but it's it's like it's Groundhog's Day. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The it's only Groundhog's time he stayed healthy the entire season was the sixty-game season. Right. What is that about? Is it his? It is. Is it his body type? I I don't know. I feel like if I could tell you what if I knew what it was and could tell you what's wrong, then the trainers would know. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's every it's something every year. It's his back. It's his elbow. It's his arm. It's something. And it's been every year since he was a young guy. So it's not that oh age is catching up to him. I mean, this has been going on for over a decade now. It's insane. Mm-hmm. But enough about the Dodgers. Yeah, let's go talk about the Astros. Lance McCullers Jr. is back. Guess who's back? Back again. N- no, stop. Stop. No? Okay. He <laughs> okay. pitched Saturday against the Oakland Athletics. Uh, six innings, no runs, two hits, five strikeouts, four walks. Man. I mean, better than you could have hoped for. Yeah, concerning his last start in AAA did not go that great. Did not go gave, great at all, man. I think he gave up five runs, mm-hmm. but they were just trying to build up arm strength. And, you know, if he can pitch six every inning, he'll be fine. Um. I'm glad he's back. This makes me feel better about the Astros' chances in the World Series or just making it to it in general. Um, apparently, the Astros are going to stay with the six-man rotation for the rest of the year. Um, I just want to see your thoughts on it. I mean, I think it's the way to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're talking about a, a healthy Ver, Verlander, uh, a Verlander who hasn't had Tommy John surgery, and recovered, you know, over the past, over the last year. Yeah. Maybe, you know, just stick with the, you know, go to a traditional five man, but to stretch him out, to get the most out of him without, you know, ruining what they've got going on with him. Um, make sure he gets the playoffs and is healthy throughout the playoffs. You got to go six man. Yeah. And to think at, you know, Two weeks ago, you were looking at McCullers returning and having seven starters, all of whom can make a case for not being demoted to the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And you can't do a seven man. I mean, a seven man rotation is just that's just nonsense. But a also, six you can't bullpen. have that many starters on your team. Your bullpen's going to be gassed, right? But um, you know, to to have a six-man rotation, to have that six-man rotation, not mm-hmm. just any six-man rotation, not with just some guy who's kind of, you know, lingering and, uh, we just need a guy to eat innings. I mean, all six of these guys now have the ability to dominate every night. At least they do after one Lance McCullers start this year, you know. May, you hope that it goes as great, you know, as perfect as it can be, you know, throughout the, the remainder of the season. Um, so, I mean, it looks really promising right now. 
Yeah, I think they need to go to a six-man rotation just because they got to save everybody. <laughs> Justin yeah. Verlander's coming back from injury. Same with Lance McCullers. And the other four starters, uh, Vasquez, uh, Garcia, Javier, and Yurkidi, all of them are either going to surpass their career, their um, their um, in- innings total from last year mm-hmm. or come dangerously close. Like right. uh, Valdez, is, like all these guys are like getting like career ending. Vasquez already has, uh, Valdez already has. He's pitched 142. His career was like 133. Uh, Javier pitched over 100 innings. He's already up there. Uh, the only person I think that's not gonna that not gonna pass is like Luis Garcia. He pitched 133 innings last year. I'm sorry, he pitched 155 innings last year, right? That's his career high. He's at 118 now, so he may get close. Mm-hmm. But you need the six man rotation to save, you know, save people's arms, get them ready for what's really important and that's the playoffs. Right. And all of these guys seem to be making the natural progression, right? You pitch slightly more innings than the year before when you're, mm-hmm. when you're young, when you're, you know, starting, when you're just getting your feet wet. So Garcia is going to probably surpass his, his career high. Valdez the same. Urquidy. Javier, you know, and that's how it should be. You, you can't just jump from 100 innings to 200 innings, you know, yeah, because, yeah. you know, your arm is going to blow out. See Strasburg, Steven, amongst others, you know. Ooh, he got that contract and his shoulder immediately went, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> as soon as he, uh, uh, there's no, I don't think he has an I in his name. So, as soon as he crossed the T's, in his name. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Orkidi's already surpassed his career total. Or oh, he's going to. No, he, he has. He has? Who am I yeah, thinking? Yeah, he pitched 100, 107 last year. He's up to 109, 19, wow. which isn't bad. I mean, that's not a bad, you know, increase. Mm-hmm. Only 12 more innings, but – um you know, he should like when the season is over, he should maybe have 150 innings and maybe not 200 innings. You know, that, yeah. that would be too much. Yes, sir. Oh, let me see. Is the game still on? Oh, the game is off. The Astros won. Mm-hmm. Okay. Valdez, he's just surpassed his career high. From last year, you know, 101, 101 last year, 106 this year, you know. So by the end of the season, whatever his innings total is, is should be a marginal increase, a proper marginal increase. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. And having that six man rotation is going to guarantee that these guys, you know, hit those marginal increases that you need to uh to extend your career all right 
So with the win today, the Astros are two games ahead of the Yankees for uh, the American uh, League's best record. I'm checking to see where. Oh, the Yankees play the Red Sox tonight. Yeah, can't wait for that four and a half hour game. <laughs> I say, man, it's been, uh, it's been uh, not quiet, but there's been a lot of panic coming from New York fans right now. <laughs> I think we, I said on the podcast last time we talked about baseball, like when it comes to home field advantage, it matters more for the Yankees than the Astros. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Astros have beaten the Yankees without home field advantage before. The, yeah. The Yankees haven't beat the Astros since the Astros moved to the American League. <laughs> I'm sorry, I remember. Did the Astros have home field advantage in 2017? They definitely didn't have it in 2015. No, they because they won. Uh, they won the World Series in Game Seven at LA. No, I'm in the American League. Oh, the American League. I can't remember that if, um, in the AOCS. You know, I can Let's just... See. I'm on ESPN right now. I can just click that and see. Uh, yes, they did. They had a better record than the Yankees in 2017, 2019. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the Astros have had a home field advantage both both years. 2017, mm-hmm. 2019. The only time they didn't was 2015. Do they have and they had the the advantage last year, 2021, right? Yeah, but the uh, the Yankees did not make it. Oh, that's right. That's right. So right now, what team are you most worried about in the American League? Because I know everybody wants to sit here and say, oh, it's going to be Astros, Yankees, and ALCS. And I keep thinking, well, this is baseball. One of these teams is not going to make it. Mm-hmm. So which team is going to fuck up the good time? Well, it seems to, it seems to be Tampa is a, is a candidate to do that because they, they've done that on multiple occasions. Um. Can make the argument for the Blue Jays just because they're right behind the Yankees. You know, you can also make the argument that getting the number two seed is better than getting the number one seed. Why is that? And the divisional series, would you rather play either the Jays or the Mariners or the Rays and the whoever the hell comes out of the Central. Mm. Interesting. Guardians right now. Yeah. I don't know. The, the Rays, they're, they're an interesting case because they're just that they really do seem to have that spoiler mentality. They, they've seemed to have, they, they've, it seems like they've had that spoiler mentality 
mm-hmm. ever since they started making the playoffs. And I, for me, the Blue Jays just scared the ever living hell out of me. Yeah, like, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. They're the team to me. Like they could just flip a switch as soon as the playoffs start and find another level. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you on that one because they've got the lineup. They've got decent pitch. They've got good pitching, actually. Mm-hmm. And they have what it's – It. I feel like they have something that a lot of these other teams outside of the Astros uh, – or what I mean is it, it seems like the Blue Jays and the Astros have one thing that – a lot of these other teams don't have, mm-hmm. and that's World Series winning experience. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why they went out and spent all that money on George Springer. One, he's a good player, great player, it's worth it. And two, the guy was a major, a major factor in the Astros. You know, winning the World Series that year. Oh, I don't want the George Springer revenge game. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, he was a big part of that team. I mean, you know, he created that. He helped create that culture in the locker room that pulled everyone together. And if he, you know, he's definitely capable of doing it again with a a younger, you know, roster of you know, potential phenoms themselves with Bo Bichette and Vlad Jr. And um, that catcher, I forgot what his name is. He's been hitting really well this year. Uh, Alejandro Kirk. Yeah, it just, you remember last year when uh, Jordan Alvarez just went crazy against the Red Sox? Yeah. Like, Tell me you can't picture Vladimir Rowe Jr. doing that to some team. <laughs> like if he hit over 500 with five home runs and 15 RBIs. And mm-hmm. like He's capable of doing that in a given week in the regular season. Exactly. We all picked the Chicago White Sox to, to win the AL Central, and, and um, they are firmly in third place as we speak. <laughs> Sorry. Let me go to – I'm going to just um, check Fangrass right now just to see the World Series odds for every team. So top five teams in order – Right now are the Dodgers, Mets, Astros, Yankees, and Braves. Hmm. Those are the top five teams. Mm -hmm. As World Series odds. They give the Dodgers 17.9%, the Mets 17%, Astros 16.4%, Yankees 10.2%, and the Braves 9.7%. Wow. Yeah, man, no one else is above 6%. That is crazy. The Mets are that high up. Mm-hmm. 
You know the Mets have 74 wins? They do, yeah. And we're talking about two guys that can start game one and game two and take your team all the way to the playoffs. That's got to be Scherzer and DeGrom. Mm-hmm. How did DeGrom do in his, in his return? I have no idea. I, oh, I think he won. You know what? Let me look that up. What's he doing this year? I got to be honest with you. The, um, the National League, I pay no attention to until the playoffs start. I really don't, yeah. He's 2-0, 1.62 ERA. In his last game, he gave up two hits, no walks, while striking out 10 over six shutout innings. Yeah. He's got 15.12K per nine. Wait, is that today? What's that? On that game, I just... Oh, no, that was yesterday on the 13th. What was it? His first his game first game back was against Washington. Oh, that's always a nice start. <laughs> right. A Juan Sotoless Washington, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that meant right that about the trade deadline. Eight two. Oh, he gave a one run to him. It's a bum. Get him off. <laughs> Enough of him. Yeah, Scherzer and DeGrom are going to be a problem for whoever they go up against. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to start. Let's not start talking about the World Series too much. I just want to check upon the odds. I, I don't fully believe in sports shinks, but I do believe like you don't need to be looking to the future too much. You need to just handle everything one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Have you been paying attention to Astral Twitter throwing a fit over Trey Mancini's playing time? Yes. <laughs> I just right. started the other day. Yeah. I'm like, when they got him, James Click said that he was going to be a backup bench guy. And it's like, no one pay attention to that. Clearly, I didn't. Yeah, yeah if you go, like, what's his name? Uh, Brian McTaggart. He wrote up uh, an article on MLB.com where Click said that, that they got Mancini to be the a backup you know, bench guy coming um, to help the team. He was never supposed to be like the focal point of the offense. Mm-hmm. And he's probably get more playing time now that um, Michael Brantley is uh, done for the season. It's official. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Surgery on his shoulder a couple of days ago. He's done. Is he done with the team as well? Um, this is the last year of his contract. So there might be a chance that he comes back like a one-year deal or something, but Mm -hmm. no telling. By all accounts, this is it. I mean, he's, what, 34 now? I think you might be lowballing him. 
Michael Brantley is 35. Oh, 35. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Just depends on bad, how bad the how bad the injury is and if he can come back next year. Mm-hmm. I hope he can because he's been a and joy. He's still hitting well. Yeah. yeah. He was hitting 288 this year. Mm-hmm. Slightly one. below his app, like his career average, but man, 288 is not bad. Considering a lot of the players, I mean, Alvarez is the only other player I think that's hitting over uh, over 280, I think. That's what I was going to say, 280. I'm pulling up Altuve's 280. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was, last I checked, he was like 278. But I also want to check how he did today. Uh, went one for three, so it's two eighty one. Okay, you're like two eighty eight is a good number, and I was here like, yes, it is. Wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about this Astros who are throwing a goddamn fit, and I don't know. It's it's annoying to me because you see, uh, just see a bunch of white Astros fans saying that Dusty Baker doesn't know how to manage, and I'm like, okay person who couldn't manage their child's uh, little league baseball team. <laughs> Tell me how great a manager you are. Uh, if it really was a problem, like James click would have, would have had words with him before, mm-hmm. but you could, but James Click has said multiple times, he just let dusty do whatever he does. Cause he trusts him. So you tell me that, you know, more than the, manager of the Astros, the GM of the Astros, and the owner who lets them do basically whatever. <laughs> you, random person or Twitter, are smarter than all three of those gentlemen. Yeah, I mean... The end is trash. <laughs> it, of course it is, but that preceded this year's Astros Many, well, many years. <laughs> let, let me change that. The internet is trash because humans are trash. <laughs> right. Get there. Um, the only thing I can say on it is that I understand where they're coming from in terms of wanting to see Mancini play just because a guy that hits three home runs that early with the new team. I mean, it's like in your mind, you're like, okay, well, he's going to start playing regularly. And then it doesn't happen. And you're just like, why is he playing regularly? But that's what a rational person would say and think. But Well, a rational person would say, hey, th- that was never the plan to begin with and also small sample size because mm-hmm. they wanted to bring up those three home runs and two games. But then when people were like, well, what about the game where he went 0 for 3? Does that not? It's like, oh, well, that's just one game. It's like you're comparing two games that you like to the one game you don't like. A small sample size, whichever way you go. Mm-hmm. But also, and also, it's like, you know, a rational person wouldn't just go off on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, well, yeah, that's also true. Go crazy acting like what they're saying on Twitter is going to make, like, Dusty Baker will see that and be like, oh man, I am fucking up. <laughs> Their table terrible because humans are terrible. 
Um, and for anybody, any person to think that a 75-year-old person is going to care what a lot of much younger people think and is suddenly going to change their ways, that's maybe the craziest mm-hmm. uh, wish of all. Yeah, people just need to sit back and enjoy the ride. Right. Like what they do in the regular season. Like, I hate to say this because it really feels like I'm sounding like a Yankees fan, but what they do in the regular season really doesn't matter. Like, the goal is to win a World Series. Yeah. And if they use the rest of these games for, like, just practice, getting Mancini out on the field to play left field or first base, or they're using first base for Yuli to try to get him right, you know, into the playoffs, Mm -hmm. like, that's what they should be doing. And also, this is one of those things I hate when people talk about uh, when the athlete like sign somewhere he leaves and it's like oh what about loyalty how are you gonna stay why don't you assholes have loyalty to Yuri Guriel? like explain <laughs> to me why all of a sudden you guys have no loyalty towards this man well, like he's I mean, he's having a difficult season all you hear is well he needs to go he's not he's not worth it they need to bench him get him out here I'm like god damn He's been there for basically all the good times, and now you just want to toss that man out? Well, unfortunately, it is all it is a what have you done for me lately scenario. Mm-hmm. And you know, I see it happens so many other times in so many other situations and, and characters involved, but um, I mean that's that's basically what's going on. Yeah, it's like y'all are as loyal as y'all want to be. And that's only for a year, five minutes. That's is that's what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. But then if a uh it's a player like if Bregman turned around and said, oh, I don't want to be anymore because of the way you treat Yuli, then y'all are gonna attack him. <laughs> Just, just. Uh, I'm so glad I'm not on Twitter like I used to be. <laughs> right. it's, it's just the worst. Um, what else we got? Uh, anything else on baseball you want to talk about? I think that's it. Oh, we're getting close to the end, man. We're you know got another what month and a half? Mm-hmm. Just about. Yeah. Because I think the final games are in October. Let me check the actual schedule right now while I have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, October 5th is the last game in the regular season for the Astros. Man, so when are the playoffs scheduled to end? I have no idea. Just remember, everything's pushed back because of the lockout. Right. Let's see. Oh, nope. They don't have anything listed for the playoffs. Let 
MLB playoffs. I need a format. I just need the 2022 schedule. Come on, Google. Don't let your boy <laughs> down. All right. So this says the wild card round is going to be from October 7th to the 10th. Divisional series, October 11th to the 18th. League series, October 19th to the 28th. World series, October 30th to November 7th. Wow. Yep, we're getting November baseball. Holy cow. Yeah, no matter what, we're getting November baseball. Game one's on October 30th and 31st. Game two, Mm -hmm. then three and four. Like, even if it's a sweep, um, the last game, uh, game four is on November 3rd. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I hope we're somewhere warm or somewhere with a roof. <laughs> right. Imagine, like, if it's Atlanta, New York, and you're you're going out there in New York, and it's like forty degrees. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> All right, enough baseball. Let's talk to. Let's talk about NFL. Um, the Texans played last night. They won their first preseason game against the Saints. Um, I told you earlier, um, the texter, the Texans Twitter account tweeted out, we have a game today and someone retweeted it with the words, this seems like a threat, which <laughs> like I told you, I didn't even know there was a game until I saw people on Facebook checking into, uh, Reliant, Reliant or NRG stadium. I, shit, I just did not. <laughs> My interest <laughs> in football this year is so low. Like, I still feel like doing, like, the football podcast like we did last season, but I feel like it's only going to be, like, every three to four weeks now. (laughs) Like, kind of has to be, you know, there's, I mean, there is an extra game, so it's like, it does kind of, I don't know, it kind of wears on you a little bit. And there's so much going on outside of the game that it's Mm -hmm. like, you know it's kind of draining. Yeah, it's like I don't expect the Texans to be good at all this year. That certainly doesn't help my interest in football. And also a lot of stuff that's happened around NFL has been, to put it in the best terms, icky. Yeah. Like the whole Deshaun Watson situation. Like I I don't feel like watching it all. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though he don't thank the good Lord above, he's no longer on my team. I just don't. <laughs> I know problem. Yeah, I just don't feel the excitement about football. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I haven't felt this way, you know, since it was that dark period in between the text, the uh, Oilers leaving and the Texans coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this year might be one of those, Hey, the game is on like, cool. I am sleeping on the couch. <laughs> but that's how I feel, man. What about you? Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, it's just too early in the year, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not ready for football yet. I'm still 
concerned with baseball. Um, you know, I'm not going to watch a preseason game. I'm not mm-hmm. going to uh, look at the box score of a preseason game. You know, I, I'll wait till maybe the last preseason game of the season to look at the roster to see who's left, who's who is going to be around. Yeah, we only have. You know, we only have three preseason games now. Oh, because of the seventeenth game. Yep. Added? So yeah. it's gonna it's gonna get here a lot sooner than than I I'm used to. Um, and that's fine. I, I'm still in baseball mode, to be honest. You know. Yeah, I'm. I, I agree with you. Still care more about baseball, and also like, even if it wasn't baseball season, I wouldn't be paying attention. Like I'm more interested in watching the Rockets uh, next season than the Texans. Right. There's still a lot of intrigue, a lot of um, draft picks to be had. Mm-hmm. And you can say say like, oh, well, the Texans are rebuilding, the Rockets are rebuilding. They both have young, good rookies. Why aren't you interested? It's just I, I have no interest at all in football like the stories the teams the drama anything i'm just like maybe i'll give a shit when the season starts right but right now it's like if like even if like the rams and the Bengals are playing the super bowl right now um in my apartment complex, I would open the door to tell them to, to keep that racket down. I just don't get <laughs> I just don't give a shit, man. I don't, I don't know. I'm glad to see it's not just me. Yeah, no. I, I, I've, and I've never been a preseason guy, you know, for any of the sports. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm, I'm ready for when the games count. Because one – you're still figuring out who's on your team, who's going to be your starter, who is worth, you know, anything. And, you know, when I know who's going to be here for the long haul, or at least for the long haul of a season, Mm -hmm. then I'll pay attention. But I I don't have time, especially now at my age, I don't have time to follow what's going on in spring training and preseason and you know, OTAs and, you know. <laughs> we say this all the time. We don't have time to watch the shit that we actually love. What makes you think <laughs> we're going to watch something we don't care about? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm Maybe something will happen. And, it, and it's crazy because, like, if the Texans were, like, halfway decent, they could possibly sneak in and win the division because mm-hmm. not, like, any of the other three teams you feel that confident about. Right. But they suck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's the polite way of putting it. That team is garbage. Right. And we'll see you at next year's draft. Yeah. Uh, All right. So I think that ends... All the sporty talk. There's one thing I want to talk about because there's such a crazy story that I think we just have to talk about it. And mm-hmm. It doesn't live in the world of sports. Okay. You know what it is? No. The FBI rolling up on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. <laughs> I was not expecting that. 
Yeah, I just feel like I gotta talk about it because that was fucking crazy, and the the discussion around it has been completely mind numbing. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we know for sure: the FBI suspects that Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, has documents that he's not supposed to have that are still classified, top secret. And they've given him multiple opportunities to return everything. He has not. They went to a judge, got a search warrant, ran up in Mar-a-Lago when he went home and got what they need to get. And are now in the process of discovery, basically, Mm -hmm. and telling the American people what, what was there. And, you know, I'm hearing all the rumors, like maybe there was like, paperwork on nuclear weapons like there's there's um locations and things like that and my response right now is like if that's true that's you know that's treason that goes against like um what's the name it's an act that congress basically passed after um nixon was wilding where it's like you just can't take whatever papers you want some things have Have to stay stay. Yeah. yeah So it's just it's just amazing. But is it surprising? Nothing it surprises me anymore. Right. Especially all the excuses excuses that like Republicans are coming up with. Like all the shit, like if this had been any Democratic president had, that did this, they would have been raising holy hell. And now they're talking about defund the FBI. Did you see? Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it Mar- Marjorie Taylor Green? I think her name. Yeah. Crazy ass Republican Congresswoman talking about defund the FBI. And I'm like, well, we finally got them, boys. They're finally on to defund the police crusade, uh, crusade that we've been talking about for the last two years. It only take it only took something happening to them for them to care about it. <laughs> And so um, sometimes I jump on the, uh, the 288 Twitter and I'm just scrolling through just seeing people's reactions to what happened. And oh, my God. <laughs> Again, Twitter is a terrible place. Because humanity is our least favorite places. It's because humanity is just terrible. <laughs> and you see just the people making excuses for him. And I'm like, what are you supposed to do with these people? <laughs> like, I don't like no matter what happens, they think is a conspiracy and everyone's out to um everyone's just out to get Donald Trump and not, you know, the fact that he may be a career criminal that keeps doing crimes. Mm-hmm. So like how do you can't ever convince these people that they're wrong so what the hell do you do yeah. if i knew i'd probably be a much wealthier man and then um art uh publications like the new york times and the wall street journal right things like oh well because the FBI went after Trump, they've energized his base. I'm like, are we not supposed to go after criminals? <laughs> like, 
like I said, there's nothing that you can do that'll get these people to side with you. Mm-hmm. Like everything that you're for, they're against, whether it comes to things like affirmative action, Roe v. Wade, uh, gay marriage, no matter what, they're going to be against you. So why are you working so hard to try to get, to get their favor? They're never going to fuck with you. Uh-uh. Nor you, them. Like, it's, you know, it's just not going to... It's just not going to happen. No. So I'm like... I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just going to say, like, these white people be wilding. <laughs> and then you have like people like Joe Manchin and saying like we need to reach out and give these people for what they're never going to come to your side man mm-hmm. they hate everything you stand for yeah I'm like you want to reach out across the aisle to these people because they're white people just like you and that's the only reason you think they can be reasoned with because they look like you And that's just never going to happen. They're never going to fuck with Democrats. Mm-hmm. You know, the, when the Civil Rights uh, Act was passed? Do you know what year? Is it 68? 64. 64. You know which year the Voting Rights Act was passed? 63? 65. 65. The Democratic nominee for president hasn't won the white majority since those two acts passed. I want you to think about that. They pass rights for black people to live and to vote and and white people were against that shit and have been against that shit for almost 60 years. That's why I would say you can't reach these people. They don't like black people. They don't fuck with black people. Do you know who's in the Democratic Party? Black people. <laughs> like, at what point do you just realize it's not going to work, or do they, or do? the people in the Democratic Party just believe we keep reaching out across the aisle. One day they'll come to us. Meanwhile, they keep getting more extreme and more crazy. And do you see that story about the dude who tried to run up and um, shoot up the FBI um, office in Cincinnati? Yeah. They took care of him. Like, how are you going to reach these people, man? They, they didn't mess. They didn't waste any time with that guy. You went up against their Lord and Savior, Donald Trump, and now they're losing their fucking minds. I just saw a thread on Twitter about TikTok videos from the people talking about they're going to get their guns and get ready to overthrow the government and shit like that. I'm like, like y'all see this, right? I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I just took up the entire entire <laughs> right there. I just read it. You have anything you want to say? 
Uh, just uh, be good out there. Be nice to each other. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Get your mind right. Get your minds right. Just stay off of Twitter for like. If you <laughs> yeah, someone... that might be the that might be the most important thing. If you st- if you have an active Twitter account, just like take like a day or two off of it, like an entire twenty four hours off of it. Come back. It's like you need a mental reset, a little vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. All right, that's all I wanted to say about that, man. I just had to get off that off my chest. No, that's what that's what the show's for. It's a book. That's what this is for. These people hate you, yet you trying to bend over backwards. Uh... Sorry to end it on a downer. All right. <laughs> hey, let me uh give a hand clap to Xfandy. The internet stayed up through the entire we podcast. Made <laughs> we made it. Uh, let's get out of here. Anything else you want to say, my man? Thanks as always. 200 in and uh, at least 200 more to go, perhaps. We'll see. Yeah. Cross our fingers, Xfinity. We'll keep them across. <laughs> yes. Hopefully we can um, have a little group Zoom. Yeah. I've oh, been thinking yeah. about that a little bit, actually. I've got some ideas. Uh, yes. Just run uh, by you. So. Yeah, I'm open to any, just about anybody. Well, yeah, just about anybody. I don't want to log on here and be like, oh, Megan McCain, what are you doing here? <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, we if, I, if, if one of us got that person, you'd have to be like, well, all right. I mean, hell, you know, who would have thought <laughs> we, we had that kind of reach? That'd be the shortest podcast I ever had because it would just be me cursing them out until they disconnect. <laughs> right. But anyway, um, thank you all for listening, sharing, download. We appreciate it. Um, Anthony, always a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Always. And we shall be back next week to talk about some more nonsense. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> all right, for Anthony, I'm De Quincy. Later.